0: This is the Connection Christian Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Amen. Well, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. It's we're going to finish up a series this uh, morning called Connect. And um, you know, God just has different ways of doing doing things um, all the time, and so um, so we we pay attention. We want to pay attention. We want to we want to pay more attention to what God is doing, what God is saying, how God is leading, uh, and and all of that. And and um, as we, you know, the the, the more we st- stay connected, the more we are connected, the more we will, we will be aware of that leading, and, um, and it's in that leading that sometimes it takes a minute, I, <laughs> I'm just thinking about, I, I like, I love it when, I love it when Cody gets, comes up here and he gets that look, right, and can see, he's he's got a look now that I've, I've never talked to him about this, So. I have to take my glasses off. I'm not sure I can do it. But he has this look that goes like. (laughs) It goes like that. When when he like uh, that's that's his prophetic look. He, He he's looking he's looking past. Whatever is in the room, whatever is distracting, and he's looking for what God is revealing. And and um, man, I, I can I, I can I see it in TJ too. I see it in them in those two because, well, you know, I've been looking at them for all their lives. So I, I see when things are 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 in them. And um, what I'm amazed by is. Um, it's just how God is how God is using not just them, but many of many of you, many of us, to step into what he's what he's calling us to, right? To step into um, our destiny. And our destiny is to is to be connected to him. To be with Him where He can speak to us and speak through us, where He can, where he can actually have impact on our lives, where, where He can actually deliver the things that He has in store for you. And, and listen, that requires somebody to do it, right? That requires somebody to be willing to be the vessel, to be willing to be the conduit to deliver it. You know, every, every drop of water outside of what's coming through the roof right now, don't be distracted by that, uh, it, it, you know, every drop of water that enters this building enters in through a pipe. And, and if that pipe weren't there, if that pipe were blocked or was, or, or was broken outside this building, it would cut off the supply of water coming into this building. And we are the pipe. We are the conduit that flows from heaven to earth, and that's how God wants to operate through us. So we've we've talked about uh, this whole idea of connection, that our mission is connecting with God, connecting with others, and connecting in ministry. And the way that we've unpacked that over these past seven or eight weeks is that we are connecting with God through worship. That when we worship Him, when we live a life of worship, when we make decisions and choices based on what brings the most honor to Him, what glorifies our God, what lifts Him up, and, and we change thoughts, we change decisions, because we, we believe that this one honors God more than that one. That, and it's through that obedience that we worship Him, that we trust Him. That's called worship, right? And then we connect with God through the Word, through his word that he's given us to learning his word and reading his word and hearing his word spoken to us and over us and and speaking his word out and then and, and then listening for God himself to speak to us and, and through the logos word the written word we can receive and and, and understand the rhema word that, that he's speaking into specific situations in our lives and and that's how we connect with Him, just like we connect with other people. We connect through words, right? Texting. What are you texting? You're texting words and emojis, right? But you're, it, it, what, what are you doing? You're connecting with another person back and forth. And God wants to be connected to you in the Word. And then we, uh, we talked about connecting with others. That we connect with others as a family. That as a family, we, we talked about community first, that, that, that as a community of people, a, a gathering together of like-minded people, that's what a community is. That we have the same values, that we share the same culture, that because of that, because of this kingdom culture that God has given us, we, we can come together and, and we can serve one another. We can make a difference in each other's lives because we are connected to each other. It's through connection groups that we are building a foundation and, on, uh, of, of groups of people who are building relationships with each other, who are caring for one another, and who are holding one another accountable. Because truthfully, those three things, relationships and caring and and accountability, lead to you being the person that you want to be. Right? Without those things, you can't become the person that you want to be. But but sometimes we resist that, we push against that because it can be uncomfortable and it can be out of our comfort zone and it can take time and, and energy and effort to, to live into that. But but I just believe that if we will experience that and begin to to begin to understand the value of that, and it changes everything, and we become the, the fourth way that we connect with others, a family. Families are messy, right? Families have issues. Can I just tell you, you have issues. And you need a family to work through your issues together with, right? We, we all need people around us that are like-minded, that are, that are of, the same, of the same thought process so that we can do life together and, and move in that and then we talked about last week that we connect with others from the overflow of connecting with God and connecting with others that overflow when we are filled up and overflowing we connect in service we serve the world around us and we serve people around us and we serve whoever God puts in front of us to serve and we make a difference in their lives because we are serving from the overflow. When you are connected to God and connected with others, it's like your your two prongs are plugged in to an outlet. And electricity is, is a physical metaphor for the spiritual reality. That one plug doesn't work. It requires two. It requires connected with God and connected with others. But when those two are plugged in, all of a sudden, out from that flows power. Out from that flows all that we need to bubble up and over in ministry for others in service. And today, we're going to talk about um, connecting in ministry through sharing. Through sharing. What do we share? What do we have to share? That's the question that I want to to answer as we move along here. So the, the vision statement that goes along with this one is around here, we are committed to reaching our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, what you're going to see is the gospel is bigger than what it's simply. The gospel is simply is bigger. The gospel is simple. But it's also bigger than we think it is. Because the gospel is good news. And, and, and the gospel boils down to one very specific moment in time. That was required because of what had happened in the past. And the point I want to get to is that when we live connected to God and connected to others, we can't help but share what we have been given through Christ. You can't help but share what you are overflowing with. Right? If you're overflowing, I, I, I baptized my Bible this morning um, with my, bo- my water bottle, um, so it's saved now, and it's good. But we, uh, when I was, you know, uh, w- w- how have of you know that if you squeeze this bottle too hard, I mean, they're not bottles anymore, they're more like bags, right? They're bags of water now. Um, but if you squeeze it, it overflows, and it gets on whatever's around it. It's just a, a natural phenomenon, right? It's just going to happen. And, and, and if, you know, if we had a drip that was perfectly uh, positioned right here and I could sit this bottle right here, it could just keep dripping, dripping, dripping. Pretty soon it would get full. And when it got full, it would begin to overflow on everything around it. Because that's what happens when we are filled up. And when we are filled up, we can't help but share what we're filled up with. And it's and it's in the sharing. It, it, it's in the overflowing of that that we reach the world around us, that we, that we are able to share the good news of the Gospel with the people around us. And, and so, uh, I just want to start with this, that we share the Gospel. And what is the Gospel? The Gospel is the good news about Jesus. Because listen, we were with God. We talked about this a couple, couple weeks ago. We were with God in eternity past, in our spiritual sense. God created us in His image. That means we were created an eternal An eternal spiritual being. That the spirit within you, the core level of who you are, is a spirit being. And that spirit being is created for eternity. It's created for the kingdom of God. It's created for heaven. It's created to be with God for all eternity. It is an eternal spiritual being. And it was with God before it came here. When it came here, we came here on mission. We came here because the devil was already here. I'm going to throw a whole bunch of stuff at you that you're going to be like, are you sure about that? And I'm not going to teach a bit of it. So just go with me. But we were sent here as God's ambassadors to undo the works of the enemy who had been imprisoned here. And it was, and it was our privilege, our calling, our purpose, our mission to come here and to defeat the works of the devil the bible says that your enemy is not against flesh and blood they were sent here with you but your enemy is against the principalities and powers of this dark world this dark world is where the enemy remember the devil was cast out of heaven and where was he cast to earth onto earth and he has a destiny prepared for him. His destiny that's prepared for him is referred to in different, many different ways in the, in the Scripture. One of those ways is the lake of fire. The lake of fire where he will be cast into to be burned forever. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a picture of, of separation from God. But, but listen. Listen. That destiny is only for him and his demons. The Bible is very clear about that. That destiny is not for human beings. It's not for people that were, that, that were sent here as God's ambassadors to represent him on this planet, to represent the image of God that we are created in to the world around us, to undo the works of the devil and to bring glory to, the, the, to, to God's work. To release God's work in this place. To release God's power in this place. That's what, that's what we're here for. That's why we exist. We were with God from eternity past. We came into time and we forgot about what was eternity past. We forgot about it. We weren't aware of it when we got here. Now, I would love to spend hours unpacking all of this because I think God's given us answers for all of this. But I have to move quickly. We, we didn't understand. We didn't know what we didn't know. Our eyes were closed and we weren't aware of what we didn't, what we didn't remember. But one day, but one day we got the call. One day, we heard the voice. We heard an old familiar voice that we had known from eternity past. That old familiar voice that called us out of darkness into light. Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice. They will recognize my voice. When you were called, you were called out of darkness into light. That call, that ears to hear and eyes to see is not this physical world, but to, but to become aware again of what you already knew. Before, so that from here you can look forward to eternity future. We see we have a we we're completely okay with eternity future in heaven with God. It's eternity past when we were with God that makes us a little uncomfortable, right? But I, I've just come to I've just come to the awareness, and, and just recently more so than ever, is that if I the more I understand and embrace my eternity past with God, the more I understand my mission here on this planet to represent God, and the more I look forward to my eternity future with God again. Are you with me? Because he's an old familiar voice. He's that voice that that you can go years and years and years without hearing. And and then you get a call from an unknown number, and I know nobody answers those. But you accidentally answer it, and you pick it up, and you hear a voice from 20 years ago. From 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And immediately you recognize the voice. Because it was such a part of your life. That voice you'll never forget. That's the voice With which the Holy Spirit calls us out of darkness into light. It's a voice that we knew from way back then. And it's the voice that we're called into now the mission that God has for us. And and what He's done is He's made it possible for us to step into that mission when we once were separated from God. You see, in Eden, when God created Adam and Eve, He created them to be With God. God was there with them. Right? I I would say that we could probably accurately declare that that was heaven. Because anywhere you're with God, you're in heaven. Right? So they were with God. But in the garden, they made the choice to worship the devil instead of worshiping God by obeying what the devil told them to do rather than obeying what God had told them to do. That break in worship right there put a distance between God. He said, if you eat this, you will die. And what he meant by dying is you will be separated from me. That's what death means, to be separated from God who is life. And it was in that separation, it was from that place of separation, that God basically redesigned the world as we know it. And that world that we know it now becomes temporary. You see death was never a part of the plan in Eden. Time, space never really an issue in Eden when we were with God. But when we entered into this place, God said I'm going to make this temporary. God said I'm going to you're going to you're going to till the land you're going to work the land among the thorns and the thistles. You're to, it's not going to be easy. You're going to toil in pain and childbirth. It's not going to be a simple, easy thing. It's going to be a tough thing because I don't want you to do, get too comfortable here. Because this is not what you were made for. This is not what you were created for. And at that moment in Genesis chapter 3, two or three pages into your Bible, God already has the plan that when we get over to Revelation and almost the last... Chapters of the Bible, we see that God, before the foundations of, the, of time even began, God already had an answer for our problem. The lamb was slain before the foundations of time. How does that work? <laughs> you have to transcend time to think about that. You have to enter into eternity and the way that God originally created to be able to 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 be able to understand that not that we can ever fully understand it while we're stuck here in this place, but we will and it's and it's but it's from that perspective of thinking and understanding or or at least opening my mind and imagination to something bigger than what I can really explain what I can contain in my tight little theological and doctrinal boxes that my that, that God becomes bigger in my life that God that God becomes bigger than than what I can just hold back and He created me from eternity past in His image to be put here on His behalf as His ambassador to undo the works of the enemy that had been imprisoned here and to bring glory and honor and victory in Jesus' name. And we and we, messed that up with sin. <laughs> And we got separated from God, and the moment we got separated from God, we came under the authority of the oppressor. We came under the authority of the enemy, because now we owed a price that had to be paid. And so when Jesus came, Jesus came as planned from the beginning to the cross. And on the cross, God himself becomes a man, Emmanuel, God with us. God Himself comes and He pays the price on our behalf. The redemptive price. The substitutionary atoning price for our sin. He pays it. He dies. He is buried. And in that buried state, He descends into hell. He descends into the realm of the enemy. Wherever the enemy in is. And He defeats him on His own turf. He defeats him in death, and death could not hold him because he was very God. That's how the book of Acts says it. And death was defeated on our behalf. And in that moment of defeating death, Jesus is resurrected. He comes back to life in a glorified body, in a glorified state that is now otherworldly, that is not just contained by the limitations of this world, but is, is now beyond something that we can fully comprehend. Even walls and doors couldn't hold him back. He just walked right through them like they weren't even there. You know why? Because the laws of physics and gravity and space and time do not apply when you've been released from death. We talk about miracle signs and wonders. I believe that there is a resurgence of the desire that God is putting into the hearts of His children, men and women of the church, that we are wanting to see more of Him. We're wanting to see more of Him. It's not just that we've got whipped up into some kind of spiritual frenzy. That's not the point. The point is, these are desires. The Bible says that when you delight in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. That don't mean He will give you what your heart desires. It means He will put the desire that He wants you to want in your heart. Why do we want to see people healed and restored? Why do we want to see uh, relationships resurrected? Why do we want to see people delivered and free? Because that's how it is in heaven. And we're calling heaven to earth. That's our mission. That's why we're here. To undo the sickness and the death and the separation and the brokenness that the enemy has done to the world. And in Jesus' name, we are calling down because He's given us that authority from the cross to call that which is not as though it were because that's the God that He is. And when we by faith begin to just declare what it is in that authority, that's the authority we were originally sent here to have. You see, the devil didn't come along and tell Adam and Eve. Uh, It's got the lid on it. He didn't come along and command Adam and Eve to sin. He didn't didn't make them do anything. He had to ask. He, He had to request. Because he had no authority over them. That's the original state. And when we, in Christ, understand who we are and understand the authority through which we operate, now all of a sudden, we get to take our rightful place as the ambassadors who carry the power of the King within us when we come into this place. (laughs) Are you with me? Come on. If you can do church without the Holy Spirit, I don't want no part of it. I don't want no part of it whatsoever. That is not church. There are much more fun things to do out there if you're going to do it without God. Right? But like Cody just said, it's just a whole lot more fun when God shows up. When God shows up and starts doing things that weren't possible. That just are not supposed to happen. Well, they're not supposed to happen in this physical realm, but in in eternity, they're already done. And, and, And the more that we tap into that, the more we understand that God doesn't want you to live this tiny little life on earth, trying to survive, trying to make it, come on, God wants you to tap into all that he has for us. God wants, you, God wants you to tap in to the full destiny of your life and to share that as you are filled up with that, to share that from the overflow as it comes bubbling out of you, as it releases out of you. The, the Apostle Paul puts it this way and it's just really this simple. And this is, this is the only verse that we're going to get to. So if you're looking at the app and you're like, ooh, there's a lot of Scripture. We're not going to cover all that. All that was just in case I ran out of something to say which has not happened in a long time now brothers and sisters I want to remind you of the gospel I preach to you which is received and on which you have taken your stand what does that mean taken your stand that means you have taken your authority over the enemy to stand firm then right right to stand firm, then, in the faith that you have. I mean, this is full of the Bible. You, you do, a, do a word study throughout Scripture on standing firm. You will see some amazing things. Because it comes down to taking our stand against the evil schemes of the devil. Ephesians uh, 5 and 6 talk about the armor of God, right? That armor comes after we have taken our stand and when you have taken your stand and done all you can do to stand stand firm then with the breastplate of righteousness that comes from the father with the helmet of salvation that comes from God with the sword of the spirit which is the word of God the offensive weapon against the enemy that tears down the strongholds that comes from God with the with the shoes of the gospel. With feet readied with the gospel. Why the feet? It seems like the gospel ought to be the mouth, right? It's, but no, it's the gospel because it's through the gospel that we use our feet, that we use our boots to stomp the devil back into the ground from which he came. And it's that good news. It's that good news that sets us free. He says, by, the, by this gospel you have been saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. Don't back up. Don't let off. Don't shrink back. Because we have to press into the enemy. We have been sent here on a mission. That mission is a war with the the authority and power of heaven behind us, in us, and through us to undo and destroy the works of the devil. That's called war. And then he simply tells us what it is. What's this? For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. In other words, as of ultimate priority. If you do anything else before this, it doesn't work. Because before this, We are separated from God. We are separated from His power. We're separated from Him flowing to us and through us because death has entered. And apart from Him, we can do nothing but with Him. We can do all things in Christ Jesus, right? John, read the Gospel of John. Just read your Bible. That's all you got to do. If you really want to just believe what I'm teaching you, just read your Bible because it's all right there. That Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture. That He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to our Scripture. Listen, why does that matter? When we look at that from a worldly perspective and just in our short sighted little human brains and human way of life, we look at that and we're like, oh, that was just a man who lived over there somewhere and, and, you know, he died and then we made up all these stories about. No, no, no. See, what you're missing here is this is a spiritual reality that was delivered in a physical package. This spiritual reality is that God Himself came to undo the works of the devil, to demonstrate for us what it looked like. Jesus lived out what it looks like to move and operate in the fullness of the Spirit of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, with authority over the works of the devil, so that we could go into the world and share the good news (laughs) that you don't have to stay stuck anymore. That you don't have to be lost. That you don't have to not have answers to your questions. The thing that, thing that messes with me more than anything is that people, people use the fact that they don't have answers to questions as a reason not to believe the answers God has given. I don't know if I said that well enough. People say, well, I, I just don't believe in God because I just can't, I just, I just don't understand how he created the world. Okay. That keeps you from believing in God because you don't understand how he created the world? Does that keep you from, under, from believing in an iPad? Because I don't know how they did that either. Right? There's a whole bunch of stuff I don't know how they did, but I use it every day. Use it every day, every day. I'm benefiting from it. We share the good news of the gospel, not because we have to and feel guilty about not evangelizing, right? I was raised in that church. Feel all guilty about it every Sunday and still not do it a single day during the week. Guilt is not a good motivator. I'll tell you what's a great motivator, though. Overflow. (laughs) When you are filled up to the point where you just can't hold it back anymore, nobody has to try to talk you into letting it go, to releasing it. And when you begin to see God meeting needs in your own life, and in the lives of the people around you, and together you begin to you begin to build a community and a connection with God and with others that just feeds your soul. This fills you up. it just wells up within you. It's like a groundswell and into a volcano, and it's just splashing everywhere. Now all of a sudden, when you run into someone on the street that has a problem that you once had, and now you have an answer for it, no one has to talk you into. Trying to share that problem with that answer with their problem, right? So it's not about feeling guilty; it's about being full. If we can get believers full, we won't ever have to make them feel guilty. Come on. We share. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna hit the points. That's all. We share our hope. Because it's our hope that Peter says, be prepared in season, out of season, to give an account for your hope. And we share our gifts. That's what we're going to go into in the next series. We're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to talk about the gifts that God has given us. Because here, here's the thing that I believe. No one receives the gifts unless Santa Claus shows up. No, that's wrong holiday. Hold on. No one receives the gifts, the gifts, unless you let them flow to you and through you to the world around you that God wants you. And guess what you get to do? You get to experience every one of them. You get to experience the flow of the Holy Spirit in you as you release his gifts to the people around you. So so we're going to we're going to look into that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to stretch some theology. Come on like if if you if you're just if you're just looking for uh, you know uh, some place that isn't going to that isn't going to actually dig into the word and say how can we glean some power out of this to destroy the enemy with i might not be your guy But if you want to know how to beat down the devil every step of the way and stomp him in his face every time that he turns around and tries to undo something, tries to take something away, tries to steal, kill and destroy. And every time he does, you're just like, shut up. Come on. In Jesus name. (laughs) That's what the gifts are about. The gifts are about undoing everything that he through sin and death has done. God's restoring, God is healing, God is redeeming, Uh, it's all flowing, come on, because we have good news and we have hope and we have gifts to give to the world in our overflow, would you stand up? been an important series for our church, I believe, for the history of our church, to, 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 get, to, to bring this all together where God is positioning us. I, I believe that this series is, a, is foundational to everything that we're moving toward as a church. And it's, and it's from that foundation that I just believe that God is going to launch us into higher and higher and higher things. He's just going to release us into greater and greater and greater things. But listen, that don't start in the building. It starts in the church. That's you. That's your family. That's your person. That's that's your relationship with God Himself. Listen, understand that you strengthening your relationship with God is the church getting stronger. That you strengthening your relationship with your spouse is the church getting stronger. That you bringing God into your family unit with your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, whatever it may be, that is the church getting stronger. And more connected. When you come into connection groups and you're like, I I can connect a few people together. I have a living room with a couch. I can do that. We can get together and hang out. I'll be a connector. Talk to Jerry and Colleen. Because when you do that, you are strengthening and giving others opportunity to be the church stronger. Amen? Come on. All right. Let's pray. <sighs> Holy Spirit, we just pray that You have Your way in every one of us. From the position of surrender, we step into our victory. And so we surrender completely to You, Lord. To have Your way, to have Your will, to will and to, and, and to lead us into all that You have for us in our destiny, as individuals, as families, as connection groups, as the church. Lord, we just want to give it all to you. We just want to lay it all down into your hands where it can be blessed and raised up and propelled and empowered by your spirit. Because we know, Lord, that right there is where we will have victory over everything that the enemy throws at us. So make us dangerous to the enemy as we live surrendered to your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for coming, everybody. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. Without you, the work we do at Connection Christian Church wouldn't be possible. If you would like to give online, please visit c3christianchurch.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, take a moment and subscribe and please share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.